Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you. Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. What's up, Who Would Winners, and welcome to episode number 131 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. And this is your friendly neighborhood, Chris. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you were going to say this is Chris, too. What? I don't know. Anyway. I'm just one person. Did you say that when you moved into your new neighborhood? No. Did you even go around saying this is your friendly neighborhood, Chris? No, I I wasn't friendly then. Ooh. So you went in... (laughs) Not planning on it? Or you just didn't want to be like that at first? I'm just not a friendly person. I disagree. I strongly disagree with that statement. (laughs) Well, I'm nice to you. (laughs) Oh, boy. You're like one of only three people. So if I asked other people what they thought of Chris... Oh, don't do that. Oh. Now now I know. Okay. All right. I feel like I'm learning a little bit more about you right now. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm sorry you had to find out like this. (laughs) I know. Everyone else is learning. We're all learning together. Uh, Chris, what's uh, what's going on? Anything new? Crazy? Exciting? Oh, not really. I'm doing some yard work in preparation for spring. Finally yeah. have some warmer weather over here. And... Yeah. Uh, I've, this weekend, I'm currently in a uh, DCEU rewatch, but it's more of like a selective DCEU rewatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just sticking That's the way with, to do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with uh, Man of Steel, which I haven't seen in a while, and I'm also watching... I've Today, for the first time, I watched uh, Batman vs. Superman, the extended cut. I have seen the original cut. Um, I did enjoy the extended cut. I thought that was uh, better from what I remembered it being. Happy to hear that. But because uh, after we're done recording this, we are going to sign up for HBO Max and <laughs> yeah. go watch Justice we're League. Start uh, the Snyder cut. Exactly. It's going to be exciting. I I didn't. I wasn't sure I'd do it, especially when I found out it was four hours long. I'm just really curious to see it together. Me too. I really, I'm so curious. That's, that's, what it is. that's really just... what it is. And. Um, just with everything it's gone through and the fact that it actually has seen the light of day. Because I remember people saying, like, you'll never see it. it yeah, doesn't... I remember having that conversation with you. I was like, Steve, is the Snyder Cut real? And you're like, no, it's not real. And that was like a year. That was like a long time ago. So I guess people who said it wasn't real, they're technically correct. Because some people made it seem like there was a secret vault down in Warner Brothers where mm-hmm. there was this perfectly put together... Snyder cut essentially yeah that's true it did kind of feel like that right and that's that's not true at all so in that instance the Snyder cut did not exist Uh, however there was a cut with no CGI and no music and and things like that that it seemed like did exist but uh, Zack Snyder did not want that to be released so they said we'll give you 75 million dollars and you can uh, hire Junkie XL and do the special effects and do reshoots and have Jared Leto in it now and complete your vision, which wow. I think is pretty, pretty crazy. And I, th- I commend them for, for doing that. Yeah. I've heard so many mixed things. Like I heard like Warner brothers, like actually hates the Snyder cut. That's what I've heard too. I've heard that they did not like it from the early showings. And that's why they basically tried ousting him and yeah. have Joss Whedon come in. Um, so it's definitely, I've been actually reading some, uh, other articles this week, uh, on Collider about like, uh, Superman 2 
is very famous for having uh, the director's cut later on. Mm. There was uh, they filmed Superman one and two back to back, and they basically filmed most of Superman two. And there were some problems with the director and the studio, and he left Richard Donner. And uh, back in, like, I think 2004 or something, they basically approached him and was like, would you be interested in redoing your cut? And he did. So it's not the first time that Warner Brothers is having some problems with uh, Superman 2. So was was that, like, the Phantom Zone with the other aliens? I'm going to be honest. Never seen it. (laughs) So possibly, but I'm not sure. Um. I know there was some there were some copyright I shouldn't say copyright issues but some likeness issues because Marlon Brando who played uh, Jor-El was suing Warner Brothers for his like percentage cut that he was supposed to get from Superman one and Superman two uh, so there was some issues with them trying to use his footage again even though he had passed away since then but his estate wanted to make sure that they were getting the royalties that they were supposed to from the uh, the Richard Donner cut okay so yeah sure. But, uh, but the real Superman you want to watch is Superman 3. The, if that's what I'm thinking of with Richard Pryor, okay. that movie is bananas. That's where it goes. To, starts going downhill. I forget what that one's called. It I know 4 is like Quest for Peace. Burrows Underground. Ooh. And, yeah. Oh, if, is that the one where he has, like, a... He, he, like, gets drunk and becomes, like, bad Superman? Oh. Or not drunk. They, they like... They do, right, like... They intoxicate him, They, right? like, reverse kryptonite. Is that Superman, Spider-Man 3? I mean, sorry. Is that Superman 3? Now I'm mixing them up. Oh man, I think it, I'm thinking of Superman three. I don't know quest. For, I don't know what's in the quest for peace. They somehow like make like anti kryptonite, and it makes him like jerk Superman, and like he gets drunk and like he causes all these like funny like he like lets an oil something with an oil tanker spilling oil, like just like the craziest things. Oh man, yeah, I'm not sure. I've never seen and two, like, three, or four. And then he like fights a like a mirror version of himself. Oh yes, that does sound familiar. Yes, yeah, just, just watch Superman three. It's so good. And I think there's a how did this get made of it because it's so so crazy. Well, if we have to buy HBO Max for uh, a month in order to watch the Snyder cut, maybe we'll see if the other Supermans are on there. <laughs> Give us a chance to check those out. Uh, all right, so Chris, we have some poll results from our previous episode. A couple weeks back, we had Bill Cipher from Gravity Falls going up against Discord from My Little Pony. Uh, two individuals that we learned a lot about and sure. uh, are very similar in uh, some ways as well. They're a similar archetype. So we got some good uh, poll results on this one. Currently, the poll stands at 64% for Discord mm. and 36% for Bill Cipher. So right okay, now, okay. Uh, Discord is leading uh, from My Little Pony. We've got some brony fans, probably. We did get some feedback. One ch- one comment, which is that long, wow. if you can see that. I'm going to not read the whole thing. Is this like an analysis? It's a very deep analysis. Oh, I wonder uh, if this is the person that suggested it. It might be. Uh, one person commented saying, triangles rule, going off of uh, sure you know Bill Cipher's design there. Someone else commented saying, Bill wins because... Uh, if he is not sympathetic and he will not hesitate to murder Discord in a straight-up fight, however, I think that Bill will use Discord to achieve his ultimate goal. So going for a Bill vote there. Someone has said, I don't know much about Gravity Falls or My Little Pony, but I'm a bit of a Trekkie. My partner finds the character Q to be incredibly aggravating, especially his voice. So I have to vote for Discord just because it would tick her <laughs> off. Man, well, if your partner listens to this, uh, I apologize, but I'm also thankful for her listener, their listenership. But if this is how you have to tick them off by voting for this poll, all right. Uh, 
This is now this comment comes from the person who suggested the episode, Burfter the Blob, the Blob, excuse me. Uh says Burfter the Herber nerd here. In the maze, Discord made the main six go in a negative depressed state. Maybe he could do that to Cypher. Possibly. Make uh Cypher become some uh depressed experiences could cause him to have some negative effects on his fighting abilities, perhaps. Uh, someone else said Des- Discord has help, so he would wait uh, and win. But in a one v one, I think Bill would barely come out on top. Now, uh, the really, I feel like I'm just gonna have to take a screenshot of this and put it on Instagram because this fan, I mean, they really go, they go deep, deep into some lore here. Uh, they're, they're talking about how uh, Discord was given two weaknesses. Discord allowed him to self to be injured, but it was shown to be fake. Uh, and they, oh my gosh, they they keep going with with, with this analysis here. Uh, they say another destination maybe between Bill and Discord is that Discord is more of a prankster, and Bill is one who will destroy your world, galaxy, dimension just for funsies. And at the very end, the person ends with, "As I said, I'm writing what I can remember as I remember it," <laughs> which uh, is pretty impressive because this is uh, very in depth. So uh, we appreciate that and all the feedback we got for this episode. Um, that, that was a, definitely a fun one. Definitely something different. I liked it. Yeah, it was fun. I definitely enjoyed it. Well, you're a big My Little Pony fan, so it makes sense. Hey, you got to embrace what you love, right? Um, now, Chris, before we get started, we do have a fictional background to give for a non-fictional review. Sure do. What do we got? This review comes at us from Cello Pianist 28 who said, titled, I really enjoy your podcast. I love listening to your amazing podcast. Could you please do Garfield vs. Hobbs from Calvin and Hobbs? Thank you for considering. Five stars. Oh, very nice. Really nice review. Yeah, well pretty... well written. Absolutely. Uh, no grammatical mistakes, so <laughs> kudos to you, <laughs> Cello Pianist 28. Uh, did some quick uh, quick analysis on this, try to figure out who wrote this. Um, we bounced some ideas back. We're like, all right, title. the name is Cello Pianist mm-hmm. 28. Couldn't really, couldn't really gather anything from the 28. Maybe just random. Cello, pianist, two instruments, cello, piano. I love the cello, by the way. Beautiful instrument. Yeah. Um, and then that coupled with the fact that they suggested a cat battle. Yes. So we're like musical cats. So we thought, well, maybe it's someone who worked on the musical Cats. Yeah. And uh, if you did, sorry. <laughs> the, mo- the movie musical. Oh, oh actually, yes. yeah, I should say. The, yes. 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 The we're Broadway not... play, um, amazing, Apparently I'm sure. Apparently won a bunch of awards. Exactly. So It just didn't translate to, well, to film to a film for me my my personal feeling was it was just <laughs> weird but sorry so this uh, yeah so we looked to see who was the the, the music uh right yeah which didn't didn't do the most thorough analysis but couldn't find anybody who played cello and piano yes so then i just got i just got back on uh some other uh cat associations <laughs> and i was like this could be keyboard cat the famous keyboard cat yeah meme. the famous meme from like what are we talking like uh the uh, 60s or 70s uh, 2007 <laughs> 2007 keyboard cat 2007 the cat in the blue shirt that plays the piano and maybe now it's been it's been uh it's been a while maybe the cat learned cello i think it's definitely plausible is there a cello cat did we try to look we have not why don't we uh we're gonna go live It'll here be a live cello cat search coming I, at you i hope i'm not embarrassed with anything that re- comes up on my search that history seems pretty safe uh, just some cool okay. cats. Okay, so cello cat might not be a thing yet. Maybe, oh, there no. it is. There's a picture of a cat. Oh, that's pretty cute. Oh, yeah. That's probably not a cello. That was like a violin, but that'll do. There yeah. we go. There's one. 
Here's a, here's a nice little poem for you. Roses are red. Violets aren't yellow. You're looking at a cat playing the cello. There we go. That's who left this review. <laughs> Perfect. Key, keyboard cat upgraded to become cello cat. Oh, man. I think we're breaking Congrats. here first. I don't know if anyone knows this yet. So, hey, check it so out. And they listen to our podcast. And they listen to our podcast. So, thank you very much, cello pianist, a.k.a. keyboard cat, a.k.a. Uh, cello cat for leaving us that review. We really appreciate that. I think it makes sense that they would be able to type a review because oh, they're yeah. able to yeah. hit the keywords. Very dexterous. So that makes, absolutely makes complete sense. Uh, all right, so with that, Chris, are you ready to get on with today's episode? Oh, I'm ready. Oh, all right, I like it. So remember, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Send us an email at whowouldwincast at gmail.com and consider checking out our website, whowouldwincast.com. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us spread the word about our show. Chris, what are we talking about today? Oh, today we have a fan suggestion episode. Yeah, we did. A great suggestion. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, Iron Man versus Spider-Man. That's right. Titans of comics. Exactly. It's classic Marvel two, characters. Classic Marvel characters, two of the probably most famous uh, Marvel characters. Yeah, especially right now. Like, very big ones. That's true. Absolutely. With with everything in the MCU and uh, comic book games. I know the Spider-Man game's really big on the PS4 right yeah, now I mean, and the PS5. Three, three standalone Iron Man movies. Three, soon to be three... Tom, Tom, Holland, Tom Holland standalone two, Spider-Man. Two Andrew Garfield, three Tobey Maguire, and then can't forget Into the Spider-Verse with a sequel coming along uh, from that as well. Yeah, like so these have been popular these characters like spawning heavy, lots of movies, absolutely. also all appearing in the ensemble movies, Correct. Avengers, Captain America Civil War. Uh, the animated Spider-Man show. Is that ongoing right now? No, oh, I mean, I'm talking more about the original okay. animated one from, I think it was the late 90s. I I liked watching that one as a kid. That did that spawn the famous meme of three Spider-Mans pointing at each I other? I think it did. Yeah, yeah, so I think it did. Good, good for yeah. that's you know <laughs> that's what it added to the pop there. culture. So before we get started, though, I do want to give a shout out to the fan who suggested this. Like you mentioned, this is coming from one of our listeners. Uh, this came from listener Ryan. Uh, and Ryan uh, is from Ohio, and in the email that he sent us, he just uh, was mentioning how uh, this is something he would really be interested in hearing. Uh, he was also saying how COVID has just been really uh, difficult for him and and his family, and uh, he just wanted to hear something to just kind of keep him happy uh, and keep going forward. And we completely understand that these are really, really hard times uh, with everything going on in the world. Hopefully, the light's at the end of the tunnel. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of people are going through difficult times with their family and, and everything that's been going on with COVID. I myself have been going through some things. I'm sure you two, Chris, have yep. been also. So we're all in this together. So if this is a way that we can just kind of escape a little bit and have a good time, we're happy to do that for you, Ryan, and for all of our listeners also. So thank you so much, Ryan, for reaching out and requesting this episode. So let's have some fun. Spider-Man versus Iron Man. When Man. I told Nicole this one, she's like, what? Why are they going to fight? They're best friends. Ooh, okay. And they are pretty good friends. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, but, th- these aren't two characters that you would really think going at it. However, in my research, I have seen that they have um, fought oh, yeah, each okay. other on multiple occasions. I mean, with, with 80 years you know, right. of, of comic history, I'm sure it happened at one point. All right, thanks for clearing that up. If you've just seen the recent like Marvel uh, movies, you'd be like, they're, Why would they're they best do that? buddies, right? Yeah. Right, exactly. 
So, uh, Chris, who are you taking? A little oh, bit of background. I took Iron Man. Okay. First appeared in Tales of Suspense number 39 in 1963. Oh. So he's been around a while, and I suspect Spider-Man has as well, but I'll await that knowledge later. Created by Stan Lee along with uh, Larry Lieber, Don Heck, and Jack Kirby. Some of the... If, you, if you're into Marvel Comics, you definitely recognize those names. Um... I didn't. I didn't know that his real name wasn't Tony Stark. It's I guess Anthony. I should have known that Tony was like an abbreviation. Yeah, Anthony. Well, no one ever calls him that. They only call him Tony. So I'm like, maybe his name's just Tony. I, I feel like in one of the movies they have to call him Anthony. They, okay, maybe. I don't remember it. That's fine. And his middle name's Edward. Just yes. so you know. Yeah, Anthony Edward Stark. Uh, he's from Long Island. Wealthy, playboy, philanthropist, inventor scientist genius he's all those things yeah you know the character there's similar similar characters uh i would say in a uh maybe maybe kind of analogous to the to a dc batman in terms of um i mean there's some differences right but there's a lot of similarities in in terms of their resources and their intellect yeah th- that's definitely a debate that's been had multiple times yeah. as well yeah which T- is... tony stark comes out a little more arrogant a little more um overconfident a lot of bravado yes and i think i think batman is a little more silent although he puts on like a fake well i don't know if this that always happened in the comics but you know how in the in the nolan movies um his bruce wayne he acted like a jerk pretty much but like that was like a fake correct that was one of his many masks, you yes. would say. Tony yeah. Stark's personality seems to be real, not a <laughs> yes, mask. Yes, he's, he's, not, he's not putting on a persona at all. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, so basically, he um, makes awesome suits of armor to give himself enhanced abilities. Oh, yeah. And if you name it, he's made a suit for it. He A lot of the comics are like he makes a specialized suit to fight some specific person. Um, his uh, origin is he was he was captured... Um, they say, Tony, make us some powerful weapon. Instead, he makes a suit of armor and escapes. And that's the start of Iron Man. Um, in the recent Marvel movies, he makes the arc reactor right away. He uses that to power all his suits. I don't think in his comic origin he had that yet. I think he was, like, using, like, motors and magnets and all that he he did have the heart thing he still had to worry about the shrapnel in his heart mm-hmm. but i don't think he used an arc reactor for it uh i don't have it right in front of me so i can't remember off the top of my head but um so so the so his very first iron man suit was that gray one mark the, one the, the one he used to escape yeah um and then ever since then he's been he's been upgrading them it's one it's one of the staples of uh of iron man he's just always making new suits Always has something up his sleeve. I will actually say a small caveat to the, to my side. He's always upgrading them. There were a few instances where he's like, oh, no, this suit's too dangerous. I have to destroy it. And then he would, like, downgrade his, his suits. But sure enough, later on, he's making some more advanced suits. He's got to bring so back, yeah. He can't, he can't help himself. I mean, that seems, though, that is Tony Stark's M.O. Like, he just always wants to be better in terms of an inventor. So the moment he creates a suit, he's already thinking about the next one. That is true. It's like the thinking of the new the new Samsung Galaxies or the new iPhones. Like when they're releasing one, they already are planning and designing, getting ready for the next one that's coming out. Yep, yep. Iron Man's basically a phone maker. <laughs> He's got a new suit every year. <laughs> yeah. That one year he took out the uh, USB port and everyone was so mad. They're oh, like, how am I going to yeah. plug in and exactly. charge my... And when he took out the auxiliary port, 
in, a, in it too, in a suit. That's what I was trying to think of, but I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> so you said the USB one. <laughs> Go on. So why were people upset when Iron Man took out the auxiliary port from his uh, suit? Oh, because he couldn't play uh, ACDC's Back in Black so easily whenever he would show up to uh, to fight and stuff like that. That's what he would play? Yeah. He wouldn't play Iron Man? No, he did not play Iron Man. Iron Man was never played in the movie. Wait, are you sure? It, so it was played during the credits of the first movie, but it's never been played in the movie as actual music oh, in the movie. I thought it was played in Iron Man 1 in that when he like goes to like the Middle East and shoots all no, those missiles. No, that's Back in Black. Oh, yeah. okay. I just... Yep. I just uh, Nelson Mandela did in my mind, I guess. Oh, I'm curious if other people are thinking that right now too. I don't know. I'd be curious. They've used it multiple other times. They use it in Avengers, and they've also used it in Far From Home. Back in Black. Yes. Maybe they got a good deal on the royalties. <laughs> Possibly. They're like, nope. Well, but also Iron Man was written by Black Sabbath. That wasn't ACDC. Right. I never said it was. Oh, okay. Sorry. My apologies. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. So anyway, that's that was a, that was a bummer about the auxiliary cord. He couldn't put it, plug his speakers in and play that. Um. So do you want to know about some of his other suits? Or do you want to talk about Spider Man first? Uh, I'll talk a little bit about Spider Man. Okay. Because you could probably use some of those suits into your argument. Yeah. Maybe, sure. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. You're not. Right. I was going to tell Hopefully. you some of the interesting ones, but before I get to the super cool ones, yeah, we'll we'll get to it. All right. So I'm going with Spider Man. Now there are uh, you know multiple Spider Mans, whether it's your Peter Parker, your Miles Morales. I'm going to stick with the traditional Peter Parker, and I, we didn't really mention this up front, but we're going to kind of use whatever we can find about that character. Whatever you want. Yeah. Movies, free for all. Free for all. Movies, comics, whatever you want to do, you you can use for the for these characters. We're not strictly spe- uh, sticking to one medium here. Uh, so Peter Parker. Uh, everyone knows his origin story. Bitten by a radioactive spider, gets uh, super spider powers. Uh, climbs up walls, uh, spider sense, basically increased strength, which is incredible. Uh, he also designs his own web shooters, uh, which you make the like the love, the the sign language sign for love on your hands. <laughs> Boom, shoots out the uh, the webs uh, from his uh, self made web shooters, and uh, he lives in Queens, New York City. Basically, just a typical teenage boy, and he's just. Uh, trying to live daily life to go through all of the troubles that comes with being a teenage boy, whether it's trying to find a date for a dance, uh, trying to pass a test, and also trying to fight crime in your neighborhood. So balancing that is is quite interesting. One, I was sorry if I may interject. No, go ahead. One interesting choice I think they made with Spider-Man is like, He's not rich like Tony Stark. Right. He doesn't have, like, unlimited resources. Yeah. And, like, that affects his stories. It's interesting. That's, that's true, too. Yeah, especially his suits also. Like, his first suits in the in the films are pretty uh, not great. You know, in, yep. in, the, in the first Tobey Maguire one, he is just wearing, like, basically red and blue <laughs> sweatpants that has, like, a black spider spray painted on it. And same thing in the, uh, in the Andrew Garfield one. He's just wearing, like, a... Like those uh, body suits, like the spandex body suits. That's red with like a like a robber hat on the top of him. <laughs> and then in the Tom Holland ones, uh, you 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 get to see it a little bit in uh, Homecoming. But he's just basically wearing the same thing, like a like a hooded sweatshirt with like goggles. And uh, yeah, exactly. Tony Stark would never even like the Mark One for Tony Stark is so much more yeah functional than some of those uh, early Spider Man costumes. But yeah, exactly. It just shows what he's dealing with. Uh, as a teenager and what he has to uh, do in order to make the suits that he wants. 
Did you already say what year Spider-Man was introduced? Uh, I have not. Okay, sorry. That's okay. That's that's what that, I missed. That, it. that brings it over. Uh, so he first appeared in the Amazing Fantasy number fifteen, which was in August of nineteen sixty-two. A year before Iron I was Man. Say, Iron Man was sixty-three, so right before that uh, as well. And um, Spider-Man has probably the best villains. The best. They are great, aren't they? Yeah, and his, his rogue gallery uh, is phenomenal. I would say he's the best in Marvel, and Batman has the best rogue galleries in DC. I, yeah, I, I agree. Between the picking the two of them, who has the best? I really, I really don't know right now off the top of my head. I don't yeah, know which like, way I would lean. Yeah, but, like if I had to list classic Iron Man villains, it's like Obadiah Stone pops up. Yeah. Um, the Mandarin. Mandarin is big, and like the Mandarin is known as like his arch yes. enemy, which is why I'm so angry about Iron Man three, which is a conversation <laughs> for another day because I do not like how they handled him. Um, and then they had that Whiplash one in Iron Man two, which really isn't. It was like the Crimson Dynamo taken, but that's that's really yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's pretty much Mandarin. It's right? really the Mandarin, but with Spider Man, you got Doc Ock, Green Goblin, Venom. Uh, you got Sandman, you got Mysterio, the Vulture, Rhino. Uh, you got Rhino. Um, um, who's that? Like Electric. Uh, oh, um, like Electric. Electra. Oh, um, the Lizard. Oh, okay. Two. Yeah. Two, okay. Yeah, the two different guys. Yeah, Electro. Um, what about that, uh, Mister Negative? He was in the Spider-Man video game. Maybe, He's pretty cool. Yeah, Carnage. Uh, there's so many. There's so many good ones with with uh, with Spider-Man. So, anywho, so that's that's basically uh spider-man nutshell like i said everyone knows his origin story with the spider and also uh the unfortunate death of his uncle ben which is basically what drives him to you know try to stop crime and um show that great power with great power comes great responsibility and like i said uh he really resonates with uh just younger uh, readers i would say but also i think it's easy for anybody to relate to him because even if we're older we've all been that age you know we've all been 13 years old at one point understanding what he's going through and having to balance that on top of other things you, you kind of you feel for that so anywho that's spider-man and he's pretty funny oh he's hysterical yeah i'll get into my opinions on who i think is the best spider-man later on i think but, we are uh, on the same page on that i think i think so so, uh, yes, yeah, so that's what we are uh, looking at um, for for Spider-Man. So, all right, so two of them going head to head. So I'm going to start off by saying this. All right. So just like Iron Man has a lot of suits, mm-hmm. Peter Parker, Spider-Man, also has not as many suits. He's not trying to, you know, upgrade a new phone like Iron Man is uh, to, to such extent. So probably one of the most famous alternate suits for Spider-Man is the Iron Spider uh, which is basically an Iron Man. You think that's one of the most famous ones? I would say most other, besides his main like Spider-Man suit, okay. I would say the Iron Spider is one of his others. Would you say another one that I could be forgetting about? Uh, no, I guess you're right. I just don't think he's that well known for any alternate suits, other than like minor costume like variations between. No, I agree. The main... But if, if I feel like if you were to say somebody to somebody, what is another suit that spider-man wears besides his red and blue one people would say iron spider yeah i agree i think he wears a stealth suit a couple variations of that at different times yeah, the venom suit oh yeah yeah that, that's probably be another one also so anywho so iron spider suit i'm gonna say i'm not i'm choosing not to wear that at all in this battle even what? though i think it could help because it allows me to have what you have in terms of somewhat maybe weaponry and uh, robotics and and all that jazz, uh, because in the comics and also 
in the films, Tony Stark made the Iron Spider suit. So I'm sure Tony Stark would be able to not necessarily hack into it, but just control it, even though he's not wearing it. Interesting. So I'm going to stay away from the Iron Spider he's, suit. He's done variations of that type of thing. Because like, a lot of the plots of comic stories are like, Someone takes control of one of his suits. Someone uses his suit to do something bad. Yeah. Uh, an AI takes charge <laughs> of his suit. One of his suits gains sentience and is out of control. So he he's always like building in these fail safes to like to either, limit those. Like it, in one storyline, he builds like this pack that when you put it on the suit, it like basically like just destroys it. He he um, he's built things before that like locks the suit to only work with a certain like bio signature so like like only one person inside of it could control it okay he's also like locked his own suits like his brain waves like he does all kinds of stuff to try to keep his suits from falling out into the wrong hands that i don't know if he'd do that to his his suit he gave to his his best buddy spider-man so i will say now um, this is me relying on the films here in spider-man homecoming uh the suit in which tony stark gave spider-man which isn't the iron spider suit but just the updated red and blue suit Mm -hmm. it has if you remember what's called the training wheel protocol built into it which did not allow spider-man to fully access all of its abilities so i think that that could possibly happen with the iron spider uh whereas peter parker could not access its full abilities Mm. so i think that's why i'm just gonna say stay away don't even be tempted by it don't that's that's pretty smart. Yeah, don't. At first, I was thinking about it, and then I'm like, you know what? You might get no. lucky. You might be able to make it work, but it's risk. It's but a that, risk. But then I'm worrying about fighting you, and also basically fighting against my suit at the same mm-hmm. time, which Iron so, Man's actually had to do too. <laughs> fight against his own suit. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. So it's it's not it's not a fight worth having with that. So I'm just traditional red and blue Spider Man suit. That's what I'm sticking with. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So I have, I have a lot of explosives. Are you gonna? What's your plan for that? <laughs> so Spider-Man's agility is phenomenal. You can you jump out of a missile explosion? So he also has spider sense, which basically allows him to have some sense of clairvoyance as to what's going to happen. Yeah, that's in a good point. Some that, that's like your one advantage you have over Iron Man. Your spider sense. I would disagree. That's not his only stre- his only strength. Because his other strength is his literal strength. Spider-Man is super strong. So is Iron Man, though. Only when he's in the suit. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to fight you out of the suit. That well, what happens if the suit stops working? Why would it stop working, Steve? So this is my plan here. This is this is what I'm thinking of. So Spider-Man is incredibly strong, incredible, or in terms of strength and also power, which I guess they're kind of the same thing, but. Uh, if you if you think back to um, I'm going to rely on the movies a little bit here in Civil War, um, Peter Parker Spider Man is able to catch a punch from the Winter Soldier, while the Winter Soldier is throwing his metal arm at Spider Man, and that's when Spider Man says, "Oh, you have a metal arm? That is awesome, dude! Like he perfectly catches that metal arm." Right later on in Civil War. The Winter Soldier is able to use his arm to dig into Tony Stark's arc reactor chest and try to cause some damage there. So I think transitive property hasn't been around in a while, bringing it back today. I think that Tony, that uh, Spider-Man, given uh, close proximity to Iron Man, he would be able to cause some serious damage to the arc reactor, possibly knocking it out, shutting down your suit. 
I don't know. That seems a little far fetched. I don't remember the scene exactly. He caught a throw his thrown arm. He caught the Winter Soldier's arm that he like launched. Well, like, no, he like he threw a punch, but like, oh, okay, you know what I mean. But it's the it's you know his arm. It's okay. that arm. So I he see, has the I strength see. to catch that arm. Okay, and that arm is also able to well, his, cause that's, damage. That's into... his finger strength, though. That's oh. a whole different thing. Oh, it's a whole that the the arm strength and finger strength are two different totally things. Totally different. Fair enough. In Infinity War, uh, one of uh, Thanos' children, the the big the big guy, I forget what his name is, uh, yeah, Obsculus or something, maybe? Maybe. I thought that's a weirder name, but... He has like a, um, not really like a boomerang, but it's like this thing that he throws. It's kind of like a fishing rod, where he throws it and then he kind of like reels it back in a way. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man full-on catches that. And then he like peeks over the shoulder and he's like, hey, what's going on, dude? And he's like, hey, Mr. Stark. Like, he caught that. And that thing, a couple instances later, was beating Iron Man. So his strength, I feel like sometimes, is kind of like a hidden ability, kind of glossed over. He is very strong. He was the one they picked to try to pry off uh, Thanos' uh, gauntlet. Exactly. He, they, they wanted him to take the Infinity uh, Gauntlet off. Exactly. So I think between his, his strength right there and his spider sense... I think I think he could cause serious damage to the Iron Man suit because Tony Stark. Okay. Sorry, I feel like I've been talking a lot. I apologize. No, you're, that's, this is great information. Can you fly? Uh, he okay. can glide. I knew you were going to say something. You kind of can fly. Yeah, but like you need a building to be able to like shoot your web onto. Or I could. Um, <laughs> that is true. They do a good job of that in Homecoming when he's in the middle of, like the the suburbs, and he puts his webs in the air and it doesn't catch on to anything because there's no like <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, true. Uh, so it depends also where we're, where we're fighting, but I could use you as my, uh, like momentum to try to get me to go around and I could use that to swing around and then glide. I just don't think you have a counter for me to just fly like a thousand feet above you and then just like blanket the area in like explosives. Um, wow. Yeah, that is, that's pretty tough. That is, that is pretty tough. I, the I whole, mean, I mean, the whole area. I mean, I guess all I could do is uh, try to set up some uh, like web shields around mm-hmm. to try to to try to offer some protection because his webs are extremely strong. Very now, granted, strong. they might not be as strong as a missile, and I will admit that. Uh, I read online that I mean, it's all fictional, but some people have said that they could withstand like 200 psi, or and I'm not sure what that converts to to missile. I don't know, you know that power be. or whatnot, so I'm not really sure. Um, yeah, you, I guess you could say if you were in a city, then you just like hide inside buildings and you don't get blown up. Correct. It, it would be harder for me to fight you in a city. I I think that'd be a, a much tougher fight because then you could like use your agility better. If like any any kind of open area, I think Iron Man just blows you up. I think I think the open area definitely would play to your advantage. Yes. So Iron Man's like classic weapons are his repulse repulsor gauntlets which shoots energy or something out of it. It doesn't seem arm. like it kills people. Not no, saying, I mean, not, it, not, it doesn't in the movies, right? That's true. That's true. But I mean maybe if you just did it against like an average person it would kill him. So it probably wouldn't kill Spider-Man. But right. I'm just saying I I don't even think so it's those and his unibeam that he shoots out of his chest. Yep. I think both of those are just too slow. I think Spider-Man dodges those. Oh, absolutely. That's why I'm just I have to go with like area like area effects like So you have to get I have to the, make it big enough that you can't escape. Right. Well, I don't think he would want to, Well, okay, you mean more like dodge than yeah, like yeah, yeah, I see what you're yeah. saying. Okay. Yeah, like you could you could like jump out of the way of a missile, but if the explosion's big enough, 
Yeah. I mean, Spider-Man might be able to like web the missile and then like launch it that's back why towards I need, you. Like, also, hundred of them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you would need a, a bunch of them at that point. One thing Spider-Man would probably try to do, and he did do this in the comics, is that he in, in one in one issue he webbed Iron Man's just complete helmet uh, in web that it shut down his his um, his weapon lock system interesting so that way he it was he was at that point he was just going all all aiming which iron man has done in the movies too with some success so that would be possible for for him to his, for him to hit him also i would say his suits in the comics were like more of a slower evolution and definitely not as advanced which makes total sense if you consider they were first written in the 60s like their oh, idea yeah. of like amazing technology <laughs> was not the same as right now had a calculator it had a USB port yeah, so like, and an like, auxiliary port. Like early suits, like his Mark II, that was a golden suit. Like that had, uh, it had it was powered by DC motors. Rechar- it had solar power to recharge them, which was probably like they're like, wow, that's amazing. Uh, it had, wait, it could also be charged by electric by plugging it into an electrical outlet. <laughs> uh, it had it had pressure boot jets for limited flight. Uh, he had the he had his weapons were a sledgehammer, hacksaws, hand drills, electromagnets. Like, oh man! He his he, for communication it had a loudspeaker, a shortwave ra- uh, radio, radar, and a tape recorder. So like, <laughs> I guess he's 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 using tape recorder pretty often. Then? Maybe to capture incriminating evidence and confessions. Oh, that's true. Yeah, like, I don't know. Oh, I got you. I heard you say uh, that. So then he, after that he makes the Mark III, which is like the first red and gold one. Um, which is very similar. Like, like these are like small updates he makes in the comics. So that's why there's like 50 of them. I don't really know if there's 50, but there's like, more I than know, 20. I know at least in the MCU, I think there's at least like 80, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Cause wasn't he even using the Mark 40, like in one of the earlier Iron Man's movies I th- in Iron Man three, I think he has Mark 50 something. Yeah. That, that's probably right. Because that's where, well, you never saw Iron Man three. That's mm, right. No, I don't, I don't you're, not, so. you're not missing out. And there's a scene in that movie where he has like all of it. It's called the iron Legion. It's every single mark that he's basically ever created. And they're all drones essentially. And they come and fight at the end. Oh, I might've seen that scene actually. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, is he controlling him or is someone else controlling him? Is the hammer guy controlling him? No, they're, they're kind of controlling them. I, I think actually Jarvis might be controlling them. Oh, that's the other thing. Uh, he didn't really have AI in the comics, like, for most of his suits. Yeah, no, well, yeah, because he did have a real butler named Jarvis. Oh, really? Yeah, Edwin uh, Jarvis, Jarvis, I Interesting. Cause, yeah. So he put, in the comics, he also made Rescue, which was, I think, Mark 1616, or maybe they say 1616. Okay. I don't know the... The, termino- the, the terminological pronunciation. Yeah. But that was called Rescue. That's what Gwyneth Paltrow's suit was based on. Yeah. That, that one he put Jarvis AI in. That oh, was one of the only ones I saw that had AI. I don't think it wasn't until 08 movie where they put uh, his AI in the comics, I think, for inside of his suit. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Uh, they were doing a lot of, like, cybernetic interfaces in the comics, like his, like his brain controlling the suits, which is pretty interesting. So that is something you also have. You do have, if you're going with the film version, or you could refer to the, the film version for this, you do have an AI inside of your suit that is actively giving you insistence, analyzing my fighting patterns to see what I'm going to do next. Um, Spider-Man doesn't have that ability, but I do think that 
Spider-Man just using his gut instinct will provide enough damage to uh, Tony's suit. But I don't know. It's gonna it is gonna be tough because I mean his suits. I mean, th- this is the funny thing about Tony's suits. Like even though they're made very very well, they always get damaged. Yeah, he, like, they, he always gets destroyed. You know what I mean? Like seriously. So I feel like so, there is precedent there that Spider Man's going to cause some serious damage to the suit in some way. So you so if it followed in a typical Iron Man story, he would have that would happen at the beginning, and then he would make another suit specifically <laughs> to negate the weaknesses that he would That's use true. at the end. That's true. That's kind of what happens. Uh, Want to hear about some of the some of the fancier Iron Man armors? Sure. So yeah, if you're going to use any of these, if you think, think any of these could take off, uh, there's against a couple Spider-Man. at the end that are just like crazy. So I want to I want to hear your thoughts on them. Okay. So I'm going to start with like the first like what I would call like modern Iron Man armor, which like what we've kind of seen similar to in the in the movies. Yeah. Which is the Iron Man Model 30 called the Extremis armor in the okay. comics. So in that armor, he basically injects himself with some nanotech based thing which lets his armor be part of his body it's stored inside of his bones and you said that's like similar in idea to iron man 3 where he like yeah he like injects like like some kind of like data chip inside of his arm where he can call on the armor okay to to, so i think this is a little more where like literally the iron the armor is like inside of him Mm -hmm. and it's like it's controlled by his brain impulses then he, his his kind of upgrade to that is called the bleeding edge armor, which works similarly that it's it's stored inside of him, um, controlled by his brain. Uh, it can and then it has similar like nanotechnology properties to his suit in Infinity War and Endgame, where it can basically form pretty much whatever he wants. Like some of the comic examples were boxing gloves, uh, large guns. A lightsaber-like sword. So oh, the yeah. nano machines also give him like increased healing. So uh, an interesting point about that one is he uh, had to like like remove it at some point because I forget someone could like control it. Oh no, that one he voluntarily he was trying to he was going to retire, so he had a, a procedure to like remove it from his body. But then I'm telling you, like later on, he's he's right back at it. Uh, making some like crazy suits of armor. So Iron Man has an armor called the Endosim armor, which is literally like combined with the Venom symbiote. Okay. So he, again, he like mind controls it, uh, and it like is like a morphing type of suit. Uh, it sounded really cool, and it was an interesting connection that uh, he used the Venom symbiote to to make a suit. Right. Exactly. All right, then the craziest Iron Man armor that I saw. Oh, other than like he makes some armor called like Godbuster armor, which is like which is huge. It's like it's like twenty stories high, and he made it to fight some some guy. In have you ever heard of the Escape? No, <laughs> it's a virtual world. He was trapped in there. There was some like rogue AI, like always, and he makes the Godbuster <laughs> armor to destroy it, which is a, basically a giant a giant robot. But then later. And this is, like, some of the most recent uh, Iron Man stuff, like Iron Man 2020. He makes the Escape armor. And I'm just going to read you the description because it doesn't make any sense. A fully virtual armor made out of data manifesting in the real world as a solid hologram. It was created out of the massive scale virtual environment known as the Escape. 
it was claimed its only limitation was its wearer's imagination. Wait, what? You can like basically do anything? How, but it's, how so it's, crazy is that? It's like a solid hologram? I feel like that kind of is that, like an makes oxymoron. makes no sense. Right. That's, that's very inconsistent. That's what, I just had to read it because it makes no sense. Right. That's super cool, though. That's, a, is, that's, that's a really is, interesting idea. I want to read this comic just to hear about it. So that's in Iron Man 2020 Volume 2. Oh, okay. That does seem like something they would do now and not in 1963. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> where he has uh, drill bits and uh, <laughs> yeah, a sledgehammer and, and sledgehammer and, and like a set of Allen wrenches <laughs> inside it. He's basically uh, a plumber uh, in like the sixties. Yeah, I believe that is the most recent armor as well. That that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. We'll have to go to our uh, local comic shop and uh, I'm sure they have it. They have such a good selection. They do. They have so much there. Um, so one thing I wanted to look at, too, is I did mention that Spider-Man, maybe he could use his web shooters to create some sort of a shield, which he has done before. He's mm-hmm. also created, like, a parachute. Um, I've seen that before. Other yeah. things like that. So I wanted to look at especially other things that they could to do that maybe could uh, harm Tony in, in some way. So he uh, he does have acid webbing, which could cause some serious damage to the metal, depending on what kind of uh, alloy Tony is using. Yeah, Tony's fought acid guys before and has had to make special suits for them. So uh, hopefully Tony uh, is fighting Spider-Man before he fights any acid other people, so that way his suit is not. Uh, yeah, some of these were like really specialized. Like there was this one guy he fought who like had this acid that could melt iron, so Ooh, he built okay. a suit out of aluminum. Okay, but um, he probably didn't continue using aluminum all the time. So. Right. Um. Also, he's had uh, taser webbing, which can offer bioelectric currents, so that could possibly could shut down um, Tony's suit, maybe to some extent. Because uh, especially with uh, when I'm thinking of Civil War, when Scott Lang, granted, when he went in Tony's armor, he was like physically taking it apart. Uh, but he was able to cause some damage uh, there. Uh, he also has magnetic webbing. So that could affect, uh, it can magnetize Tony's suit in some way, which might be able to uh, stop it from flying around as much as he, as he would like to. Uh, he also has flame webbing. Tony has like a coolant system built in, so that probably wouldn't wouldn't help at all. Um, he he, oh, there was another one I was looking at too that I thought would be really interesting if I can find it. Uh, oh, he has uh, it was called quick drying web cement. So essentially, he uses it for uh, stabilizing weak foundations, like a building's collapsing or something. You could do that. But if I shoot that on you, I feel it's kind of like super glue. <laughs> like you're gonna, that'll you're just gonna... gum up all my iron, my right, metal work. Exactly. Yeah. So I think I really do think that Spider-Man has a good selection of weaponry that can go against um, Tony. That could also, though, like adapt to what's happening. Like I feel like Tony's weapons are just kind of like what you were saying, or just uh, you know, burn and destroy. Yeah, it's, your, it's your lasers, your missiles, your right energy beams. That's, that's pretty much it. And even like we said, the laser, the energy beams don't cause any. Like severe damage, like it probably is like getting knocked in the gut really hard, but it's not going to cause any like death or anything for for Spider Man at least. You said, yeah, I would, said I would probably pro- agree with that. He'd be able to take the punches from it, that, like because we never seen someone die from his energy beams. I don't believe. Um, when they had Iron Man in Fortnite, you could eventually you could kill someone with that. Oh, that's right. That thing was powerful. Oh, I forgot to tell you when I was researching earlier, and I typed in, um, I typed in how to defeat Iron Man. Every result was Fortnite. <laughs> Everything was Fortnite, and uh, that got me thinking back because you and I went really hard on that when when they had the Marvel uh, 
season going on. Yeah, we were playing. We did play that season. Yeah, we were, I looked we were really up a, take him a, down. a Spider-Man death. He died once um, taking a bullet for Captain America. Ooh. Guess who shot it? You'll never guess. Uh, Thor. Punisher. Ooh, that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I don't know any more than the story, but uh, Spider-Man took the bullet. I'm not sure where that's from. Yeah, I forget. Is um, that from? That's not from the Civil War line, is it? I don't Comic? know. Was Punisher in that? I feel like I don't know if Spider-Man dies. I forget. I and, might be um, uh, mixing it up with another comic run. One of one of Iron Man's death was he uh, he sacrificed himself fighting somebody. I forget who, but Franklin Richards put him and, and a bunch of other heroes who sacrificed themselves in a pocket dimension okay. where they were like they didn't have their memories. It sounded really weird. That does sound kind of weird. That sounds really weird. <laughs> It'll yeah. probably happen in a movie eventually. Oh, well, you know well, they're going to bring back Robert Downey Jr. There's no way they're not going to have him in another you think, movie. I don't know. If, the only thing is if Robert Downey Jr. wants to. Oh, he'll do it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> as long as he gets a check that says from Disney, he'll do it. I don't think he needs the money anymore. He might just I don't, want I don't to, think so. He, but he never, like, after the first Avengers movie, he didn't need the money. And he did Iron Man 3. He didn't even need to be in Spider-Man uh, Homecoming. And he had like eight minutes in that movie. And he made probably more than Tom Holland did. Um, speaking, so. speaking of Tom Holland, you said you were going to talk about your, um, your Spider-Man opinions. Yeah, so before we, before we wrap up. Um, yeah, so I personally think that Tobey Maguire is the best Peter Parker. I do find that Andrew Garfield was a better Spider-Man because I think Tobey Maguire seemed kind of like that social outcast. And I thought he seemed too old though. I never bought him as a high school they kid. They both did. And Andrew Garfield I thought was way too yeah. old also. But Andrew Garfield, he got the Spider-Man quips really good, I thought Agreed. personally. Agreed on that. Um he just uh I don't the first movie he had, I didn't think it was awful. It was just kind of like a retread of the first one. Like, you kind of know everything about it. Um, I really did not like the second one, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. But I do honestly think that Tom Holland is the best of both worlds. I agree. I think he's, like, the best Spider-Man we've seen. I think I think he does a good job of being both. And also, he's not 30 years old. Yeah. Nothing against... That's because that's that's not Andrew Garfield's fault or Tom or Tom oh, yeah. McGuire's I mean, fault. Yeah. That that's the studio was like we want you and then they they play the role so I I think that's the studio's fault for casting thirty year olds, but casting Tom Holland I think he was eighteen when he was first cast so having someone who's younger and even now he's like twenty two he still seems like he's eighteen or yeah he or plays it really good I think he does, um, so I really think he does a good job at, at being both and he loves being Spider yeah it does really seem like that yeah you can just see how much he loves that job and then like when we did that episode a year and a half ago about the fight between Doni, uh, Sony yeah, and Disney yeah you're right like he like he was instrumental in negotiating that like he called Bob Iger the the CEO of of Disney and was like listen like we have to make this happen and we're gonna have Spider-Man uh, God, No Way Home I forget what it's called yeah Third, no, no, no Way Home. Home No Way Home coming out you know, this, this December. So I really do think that he just loves that character. And I really, I really like that about him. Do you have any predictions for no way home? Who maybe what the title means? No. Have you heard anything? No, I'm just oh. curious. No, I, I really don't have any 
So they, they ended the oh. last one with a pretty big news that they revealed his secret identity. Yeah. Uh, that's happened in the comics. Yes. And that also happens in the um, the Civil War comic run. Because in the Civil War comic run, it's not about um, controlling the Avengers, like the law, where it is in the Civil mm-hmm. War movie. In the comics, it is a law basically having all superheroes regist- uh, register the, who they are and what their true identity is. And then half of the Avengers are like, no, we don't want to have to give up our super our, our true identities. And Spider-Man, I believe, at the very end, like he reveals who he is. Mm. So, yeah, that's a good cliffhanger that they left the second one on. I forgot about that. So sometimes when that happens in the comics, there's like they bring in someone's like mind control everyone to forget about it. I think Doctor Strange has done that. I don't want that to happen. It, I mean, really it'd be don't. a weird cop out. Like it really like makes the it makes the last. Although it was only a post credit scene. That's true. It, makes, it really takes away That's its true. power. It's like its momentum. I, I actually completely forgot that this Spider-Man movie is the one that everyone thinks is going to be the Spider-Verse live action because there's been rumors. Oh, yeah, because Tobey Maguire and um, Tom, Tom, or no, Andrew Garfield, Andrew Garfield are, are, look, look like are rumored to be in it, apparently. Yeah. They have officially cast like Doc Ock from, uh, with Alfred Merlina from Spider-Man 2, and they've also cast uh, Jamie Foxx as Electro from... Amazing Spider-Man 2, so... It does, it totally seems like it, right? And it seems like they're lining up a multiverse for Phase 4 with Doctor Strange also, so... And with, well, we thought with WandaVision. We thought with Yeah, that's true. Who knows with that? We can still see what happens with that. Yeah, I I still hold on to a small theory that, um, that Quicksilver was really the Quicksilver from X-Men, and he was the witness protection, he was in the witness protection program. and Jimmy Jimmy Woo was the one who was looking for him. Yeah, because they totally dropped that thread about him finding someone in the witness protection program. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, if they just set that whole thing up for that kind of joke, you're like, ah. Right. And the other thing is, so his name that Maria sees is his name is Ralph Boner. And when she reads it, he, like, laughs at it like it's funny to him. And I feel like if that was your name, you wouldn't, you wouldn't <laughs> yeah, laugh Yeah, that's like right. That. Yeah, you wouldn't think it's a joke. Yeah. You'd be like, no, that's my name. Yeah. That's, that's completely it's... my name. And why did he have, like, pictures of himself as, like, he was an actor? Well, yeah, he had headshots, like, because yeah, he was he had a headshot. Is that him trying to embrace his new persona well, i don't know it doesn't fully fit with my theory but yeah you, you could go I'm down a hole yeah I, hey i'm fine with that too uh before we head out of here uh, so let's let's so real quick we'll wrap up so i'm thinking spider-man his strength agility spider sense his ability to glide i won't say fly but he can glide and his diversity with web weaponry w- uh, would be superior to t- whatever Tony Stark's throwing at him. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna hope to rely on my superior suit technology, uh, overwhelming firepower, and full flight. Also, make sure you just update any new uh, patches that you have to do before <laughs> before the battle happens. You know, that could that could hold him back. Uh, before we head out of here, Chris, is there any fun facts you'd like to add about Iron Man? Oh, I, I, I came across one really funny suit that I scrolled way beyond, so I'm not going to be able to find the name of it without... Well, you know what? Maybe through the magic of editing, we can just cut out me searching for this suit so I can tell you what it is. Absolutely. All right, I found it. Okay, so this is from late 90s, 1999. So he uh, he realizes that his armor the kind of advanced energy fields inside his armor are hurting his health physically. So he makes uh, an experimental safe armor, which like shields him from those uh, fields. Then he makes an update to it called the EM safe sentient armor, which is basically a final polished version of the 
shielding f armor um, to protect him from like radiation and fields and all that, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but the armor eventually achieves sentience due to Stark downloading Yocasta. I don't know what that is. Uh, a strike from Whiplash's whip and the armor's lack of Y2K compliance. <laughs> so that corrupted the usual failsafe Stark had installed to prevent such an occurrence. So, uh... I think I forgot to tell you, our battle was taking place on January 1st, 2020. <laughs> oh, no! Totally forgot to mention that. Well, luckily, the, the, the bug only happens if you have an AI trying to infect him and to get striked by Whiplash's whip. Oh, okay. So there's a lot of uh, interesting components that have to happen in order to... Uh, to make that suit occur. Yeah, and then the bug, the Y2K bug happens. Right, that's true. And, oh, that that was apparently, like, Ultron-related. Hmm. I don't know how. Yeah, crazy. But I just thought it was funny that they put a Y2K bug in... Uh, in Tony Stark's Iron, Iron yeah. Man suit. I like that, yeah. Uh, a couple things I wanted to add before we head out of here is apparently Stan Lee created the character by watching a fly. He was in his office, and a fly flew in... And he saw it just cr crawling up the wall, and he came up with a name called Stick to Wall Man. Wow, Stan, good he, job. Yeah, did not uh, did not work out that great. Uh, he tried a couple other names like Insect Man, Fly Man, and Mosquito Man, and eventually he came up with Spider Man, and the rest uh, is history. With that, do you think he let that fly bite him to see what would happen? Oh, maybe it did bite him. Mm hmm. And Maybe it gave him comic book superhero naming powers. I mean, pretty much it's whatever they do, hyphenated man. <laughs> Not really. But I don't know if you know this, actually. We may have talked about this on the show. Uh, Stanley was known for having uh, not the best memory. And in order to remember all of his characters' names, most of them have alliterative first and last names. Hmm. Peter Parker, Bruce Banner, Pepper Potts, oh, Reed you. Richards, Green Goblin, Otto Octavius, J. Jonah Jameson. You get the picture. I see. But there's there's so many. And the more you think, you're like, wow, like there's a ton of them. All because he just had a, a bad memory? It was some, some kind of a bad memory. Or maybe he <laughs> might have had some type of um, difficulty with uh, processing things. Um, so, so that was that. And then another thing I thought was kind of interesting. Michael Jackson tried to buy Marvel. Uh, in the 90s uh, because he wanted to play Spider-Man and he seemed the only way that he would be allowed to play Spider-Man was if he owned Marvel. How uh, close did he get? Uh, I don't think he got that close. I believe though there may... they were So, so uh, Marvel was asking for $1 billion and he did not yeah. go, go with that. So especially in the 90s that was, that, that was a lot of money. Uh, one thing I did want to add also is did you ever hear of spider-man turn off the dark no no so there was a broadway play oh i knew there was a broadway spider-man yes yeah, so that's what it was called i heard it's it was called... really good seriously well i heard there was cool stuff where he like swings around on like ropes and stuff um, well you you must have read like the review that they wanted everybody to read or whatever because <laughs> this thing is like known for being awful maybe um, i'm thinking of a different one no, I'm pretty sure it's this one. <laughs> so uh, it was noted for many of its troubles. Uh, several of the actors were severely injured, and the opening night was repeatedly delayed. And that resulted in some critics having to review an unfinished production in which it received many negative reviews. Uh, it was also a musical, but you are correct. It did 
have some insane stunt work. Maybe uh, that's all I heard about, and I just assumed it was good because of that. Yeah, I, I, it sounds like there may have been a good idea here, and it could have been really fascinating, but just execution-wise was, was not good. And also, it um, was a musical, which I don't know how you work in a musical to a Spider-Man production. But it is known as the most expensive Broadway production in history with a budget of $75 million. Wow. But it also once held the box office record for sales in one week, bringing in $2.9 million over nine performances. And it eventually closed on January 2014. So it only lasted about – it lasted about four years, but it never really got off its web, if you if you will. <laughs> So, anywho, there is the the soundtrack if you want to go and you can listen to the cast recording of. Oh, I wonder if it's on Spotify. The album might be. It's only fifty one minutes long, so you can listen to the whole thing uh, if you want to. Sounds like they have some really, some really good songs like uh, "The Boy Falls from the Sky," "Pull the Trigger," "Bounce Off the Walls," and "If the World Should End." And the final song, "Turn Off the Dark." So, anywho, there you go for a little Spider-Man fun fact. So, we hope you enjoyed this episode. I like this one. It's a little, a little mainstream than we, we normally tend to go to, but um, we, we thought it was a good suggestion. That's true. I purposely didn't look up any existing Iron Man versus Spider-Man stuff, which probably exists, right? Yep. Like I said, I, I, in my reading, I found that there were five instances, instances specifically in which they fought each other. Uh, in the comics. And I meant like YouTube stuff. I didn't want to watch anyone else's. Oh, oh but... I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, like we always say, we are not claiming to be the first people to talk about this. <laughs> We're not claiming to be the only people to talk about this. Many other people have done so already. So, yeah, I'm sure there's a bunch of this kind of stuff on YouTube and whatnot. So, so when they fought in the comics, who won? Uh, the, some instances, it was both. In, okay. some, in some instances, so it I go saw. Either way. It, I see, it's like it could really go either way, yeah. So, uh, speaking of that, I'll be curious to see what the fans have to think about that. So, there will be a poll in the show notes where you can vote for who you think would win between Spider-Man and Iron Man. You can also go to whowouldwincast.com slash vote and cast your vote there. And if you want, type in a little uh, rationale there. Uh, so we love to read them. We do. We do. Even the really long ones. There's a lot of depth and, and knowledge in there, too. So let us know your thoughts. Chris, anything you want to add before we head out today? No. No. No, thanks for the fan suggestion. Uh, it was good. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you again to Ryan for uh, suggesting that episode. It was, it was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah. we hope we're able to make 2021 a little little bit better than 2020 has been so far. So, as always, please make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And our website, whowincast.com. Subscribe and rate wherever you listen to podcasts. And please continue to participate in our show. For the Who Wincast, this has been Steve. And this has been Chris. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye.